Oh my gosh, I just I just burped and puke it came could out. Could be way worse actually. Do you have water over there? Oh my god. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 81. 81 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast. It is February 11th, 2015. The year of our Lord. Thank you for joining us. Hello, I'm Christy. But what is this show about, Christy? What do we talk about? The things that you nerd out about and we nerd out about and everybody nerds out about. That's right. And Jeremy is motioning I'm for Jeremy. me to talk louder. Talk louder. <laughs> yeah. So this Just is the show where Christy talks louder <laughs> and you talk louder and everyone talks louder. Oftentimes I overpower the microphone and with this recording setup, I'll spare you guys the details, but with this recording setup, I can't isolate your vocals and my vocals. We're recording onto one track. And so there's no way to amplify your voice. No way to isolate your vocals or my vocals or everybody's vocals uh, yeah, yeah. cannot be isolated. Yeah. Episode 81. We're, uh, we made it. 19 away from 100. The Eureka no. podcast is, is hitting 100 this week. I think uh, TDP, I think sir? Takedown podcast is hitting 100 think early about next week. We would have been more than 100 if we wouldn't have taken all that time off. Yeah. No joke. Oh, well. Yeah. Everyone deserves a vacation. Yeah, I guess so. I the guess best so. part about me doing the introduction today, I need it. Okay. The best part about me doing the introduction today is, like you guys all saw, Kate Nash was back <laughs> for today's episode. Oh, we'll see about that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have a few, we have a special guest. Yeah, we do. We have a special guest. Tim of Police. Tim from Police Video. At police video on Twitter is how yes. I got to know him. Yes. He's um uh he is a public information request guy. Like that's that's his thing. That's we what always he nerds say out about. that we want to talk to people about the stuff they nerd out about. And this guy very much he's very passionate about uh public data requests. Mm-hmm. So much so that he basically has put in these massive public data requests to all of these government uh, departments to force them into coming up with better infrastructure and and dealing with this kind of issue of uh, them having to have a system to disclose this information in a timely and effective way. For example, uh, he's tweeted about this last week. He uh, I'll have to try and ask him about this. He actually requested all of the emails for the entire state of Washington, just all of all of the government's emails. <laughs> oh, geez. So, Can't um, wait to hear about that. And he does this all volunteer. So, hmm. well, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, as we always say at the top of the show, if you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're an old listener, thank you for sticking with us through the good times and the bad. Um, if you haven't already, go to our website, www.nerdoutloudpod.com. All of the links are on there. You can find us on iTunes, find us on Stitcher, however you listen to podcasts. And the easiest thing to do, even though we consistently deliver the show every Thursday or Friday or sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, every there's a certain day that you know what it is yeah. where we consistently <laughs> deliver the show. Uh, it's easiest to just subscribe because then whenever the show comes out, it just pops up like a present up like or a, a boner. Present. Okay. Like morning wood. Yeah. We're right. always there. But um, so, Christy, did you have any thoughts or feedback about last week? Anything? I really liked the show. I think it was one of our best. Yeah, it's probably because me and you weren't talking very much. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> could be it. Jessie, I thought Jesse uh, was a great guest. Dolan Moore has a beautiful voice, and I liked the He's subject our, matter. Now our go-to, uh, our go-to guy for atheism. I wanted to say I because I feel like we pick on Christianity a lot, and okay, pro- rightfully so, I guess. <laughs> Maybe rightfully so, but. Uh, if there's any pastors out there that or or Christians that want to come on and and talk and share your heart, I'll give you an opportunity to preach the gospel on the podcast if you want to. Uh, you're welcome. You know, any uh, any clergy members or people people that nerd out about Jesus, we would um, we would happily welcome you on the show. I've tried a couple times to get. My friends. Um, and surprisingly, they flaked out every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of them is like, yeah, one of 
one of my friends that I still would really like to try and get on. He's this guy. Um, there's a movie about him that we've actually talked about mm-hmm. on the show um, called Dead Razor. Uh, and he his full-time job, his full-time job is being a pastor. He goes around the world and he trains people how to um, raise people from the dead. Yeah, I'd really like to talk to him because I'd like to know how many people he's actually raised. He will tell you some stories about that. So I would, um, anyway, hopefully we'll uh, be able to get him on the show. But if it, that is to say, if any but of you... But I'm just going to say this. <laughs> Believing in an imaginary person in the sky is not a far jump to thinking you're raising people from the dead. Yeah, it's slippery slope, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, so that to say, if any of you, if anybody knows anybody that nerds out about Jesus, that's always talking about God, um, send them our so way. So your mom's coming on? Send them our way. I would let my mom be on this podcast, I suppose. She would hate me even more at the end. <laughs> and, and I'll say this. We won't, like, I don't need to, like, argue with somebody. I might ask them some probing questions, or mm-hmm. I would love to have a real discussion with them about faith and religion and stuff. But uh, it's not necessarily to, like, me to try and, like, debate them or rip them to shreds because mm-hmm. I'm not not real good always at, like, intellectual-type debates. But I would love to just chat with somebody about it, I guess. So, did you, uh, was there anything else you want to talk about before we go to our guest? Um, I think I'll just wrap it up at the end. Okay. (laughs) We'll be right back. I have a couple things. Fair warning, everybody. We had some audio issues while we were recording with Tim. And so the, uh, the audio is what I would call a little bumpy. It's not takedown podcast level bumpy, (laughs) but it is, uh, it is a little touch and go. So, just I didn't be, notice. be forewarned. I'll try and clean it up. <laughs> okay, so sorry. Let me uh, let me get your name again. This is uh, your name is Tim, correct? Yeah, Tim Coleman. Okay, and so and how did this whole process start for you? You were well. So, so what happened is uh, I had kind of been interested in uh, uh, how government works for a while, um, and I came across. Uh, something that was talking about how the Seattle Police Department uh, lost a lawsuit at the uh, Washington Supreme Court that said that they illegally withheld three years' worth of video that had anything to do with a criminal case. And it was the, the case was done by Como TV. And I was just really irked when I read about this, that Como TV... Is getting all this footage, and I maybe only get to see little clips of it on TV. Certainly not all the videos, and certainly not their full length. And then I was also irked that I didn't get to see footage from other communities in Washington State, and uh, that's really what got me started. And so you started, and so you started sending basically request for these same videos right yeah so seattle was the first one to get get it Pulsbo got one renton tukwila auburn the state patrol um city of spokane bellingham uh quite a few places got it and and it forced it it kind of forced their hand it forced them into doing something that they weren't going to do well here's the thing um Seattle was already working on this problem. With all the other agencies, you know, it's basically they would give out video, you know, over many a year, and and uh, they wouldn't really take any steps to try to automate it. Well, Seattle had started about a month and a half prior to my request, starting to figure out how to automate the release of these videos. Um, and Part of the reason was is uh, they still have to deal with Como's uh, request. And now the biggest thing is I really wanted this stuff to be made publicly available on YouTube. And the original proposal I made of two videos a week that were, you know, handpicked um, got rejected. And then they eventually agreed to that along with a bunch of other agreements. They did this hackathon, and now they've got this uh, 
citizen group where the citizen programmers, me and two others, um, are uh, basically uh, volunteers at SPD where we get to work with their real data and then they're working with uh, different companies like uh, Microsoft and Amazon to uh, uh, get us paid so that we can make a living working on transparency issues. And when you say working on transparency issues, what kind of stuff, when you're volunteering with the Seattle Police Department, what kind of stuff are you doing for them? Uh, the two, number the, the number one and number two priorities right now um, is making police reports uh, available. So both on the website, which uh, is removed of private information, and then uh, in response to public records request. And then the other one is the uh, videos, which is a very related problem. So the, 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 the concepts of auto-releasing video and audio and, and redacting them are very similar to that of a report. It's just, it's a little bit easier to implement with reports. Um, it's easier to review that the computer's done a correct job, that sort of thing. Let me ask you this. So why do you think that, uh, why do you think that governments should make their information available at all? Well, I, I sort of feel that uh, we in the public, in a sense, are, uh, we're kind of like the bosses of the government in a, in a small, disconnected sense, uh, you know, because a large majority of the public uh, um, pays taxes. You know, we all we all pay ourselves tax. That's for sure. Um, the, the, when we call nine one one, they're you know they're serving us that sort of thing. And certainly, what I have found is that when stuff is kept secret, um, a lot of bad stuff goes on. And as things uh, become more and more public, we're starting to see uh, that uh, government really doesn't have anywhere to hide anymore. And so a lot of the problems are getting addressed, maybe not in the way that, say, I would like to say, you know, people fired, but they are being addressed. and so I think that's why I want to open government is because, uh, you know, hopefully it'll improve. The services will improve. Yeah. And if, if you if you hadn't gotten involved in this project, do you think that, uh, I mean, how, how has your involvement cha- changed the outcome of things? I think it's changed very dramatically. Uh, there's just a whole number of things that have happened in the state that are largely behind the scenes, uh, particularly from a public records perspective, that just would not have happened. Uh, I'll give you an example. My favorite example um, of all is that uh, the 911 center that handled the Marysville shooting received a request from me for all of its 911 call. And part of that request is, that they would provide it to me over the internet. Well, then, so they did that, and they, on the right as the shooting is happening, they gave me a gig of audio from their mudslide incident. Well, as, you know, when the shooting happened, they got over 70 records requests just from the media alone. And the traditional model is, well, you burn 70 well, they immediately decide, hey, we've got this new cloud storage thing. We're going to just put all the audio up there and we'll have one email and send it all out. They did four installments, that's uh, 280 CDs, just to the media that they saved. Um, so that's a lot of time and effort that they saved um, because I was simply the first person to ask that they provide this stuff uh, via the Internet. So. Yeah, um, I think government is changing. Uh, Seattle Police will definitely tell you that there has been a significant number of changes uh, just because of all this. So, and what kind of information? What kind of information are they required to provide? And and what can they? What can they deny? When we're talking about videos, the only 
time that they can. So there's there's two sort of denial uh, reasons. One is a choice. They have the option to withhold a video if it's a part of an active investigation. Uh, they typically will withhold it. Uh, an example where they did not was uh, the New Year's Eve uh, officer-involved shooting where they posted that uh, up on YouTube. Um, and then when there's an actual pending litigation, then they're actually prohibited from releasing it. Um, but those are pretty, that's it. And then everything else is uh, redaction. And what is, I mean, is there, are there privacy concerns? Like it seems like, let's say, let's say, I don't know, uh, let's say Jim, whatever, Jim Bob gets pulled over for drunk driving and there's a dash cam or a, or a, a, a camera on that officer and that video gets made public. Is there, uh, are there privacy concerns for him or is it kind of just like, since his drunk driving would be, since you could find out about it via, you know, public record anyway, is it just kind of, you know, whatever, fair game, I guess. What the legislature uh, is concerned about primarily is uh, fair trial concerns. So when this whole thing was being litigated uh, uh, from uh, Como TV, the, Seattle, uh, the city of Seattle was saying, well, we believe that these videos are to be withheld for three years for privacy reasons. And Supreme Court disagreed. And Supreme Court said, you know, the legislature wasn't trying to protect privacy. What they're trying to do is make sure that people get a fair trial. And that can be harder to do when somebody's video is, is aired on TV. So that's that's the primary concern from the legislature. That said, when we start talking about things like particularly body cameras. I think the number one concern of a body camera, uh, and, and this is certainly on the internet because I, I post everything I get, is that it does show the insides of people's homes. It does show the insides of uh, corporations, um, that sort of thing. And so that that is definitely the, the number one concern. Uh, and I think that changes to the law really need to uh, address whether or not uh, video inside private places uh, should be made public. Uh, and so let's uh, if you could if you could have it kind of however you wanted, like what what does the ideal what does the ideal future look like, according to Tim, when it comes to, you know, public data requests and stuff like that? How, how would it all work? Well, I think the most frustrating thing is that I, uh, I've called 911 several times uh, this past month, and I did a request on only one or two, largely because although I want my audio, I don't like waiting five business days to get it. And I think the biggest thing that I want to see um, when we're talking about law enforcement public records is that the people in those records uh, get their stuff instantaneously. Uh, and uh, we're, uh, certainly that's being looked at uh, in terms of the volunteering that I'm currently doing with uh, Seattle uh, is how to get those records out instantly. Um, as far as, you know, what, what do I want to see the law do? Um, Largely, I would like to see the requester model uh, eliminated. Um, so the only requesters would be the people in the videos, and then there'd be pretty much a decision made on what should the media have access to and what should the general public have access to. So I think the media would likely uh, probably get uh, more information, like more unredacted content. And then the idea is that what is uh, publicly available is uh, is video that uh, uh, doesn't really disclose the identities of people. Uh, and that's fairly straightforward to do from a visual standpoint. You just uh, bore the frame. And ha has there ever been has there been a, a, any moments that you've had kind of in this journey where you've come across a piece of information or a video or something and you're just like you've 
you've kind of doubted as to whether it's something you want to continue pursuing or have you just felt pretty confident moving forward? Um, well, I did not set out to be doing what I'm doing today. Uh, when I did this, I really just wanted to watch video. Um, I did not want to be in the news all the time. I did not. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is what I see is there really isn't somebody out there that is really pushing the system to the max and saying this is solvable by technology. And, oh, by the way, we need to really start thinking about what really should be public. I believe if I go away uh, tomorrow that, um, you know, there will be there'll continue to be changes, but not nearly to the extent that I believe the system can really change. And that's because nobody's going to replace me. Nobody, as of right now, seems to be willing to really put their neck out and, and really uh, take a big risk. And when I put in requests, like for every single email from the state of Washington, you know, the big risk here is that I don't get what I want, which is a government that is transparent by default, and that all that happens is that the laws get changed to prevent access um, or make it really harder. So you you asked for every email from the state of Washington? Yes, I did uh, last Thursday. Uh, and uh, what was interesting is I got a response pretty quick from the Department of Agriculture, and they said, uh, okay, we can... Uh, so what it was is I, I said, I only want the emails not requiring redaction. Great. They said, all right, we can review 7,000 emails per month to figure out which ones we would we can give you um, that, we're, that meet your requirement of not needing redaction. So I, I would say that probably 6,000 or more of those each month uh, will be given to me. Uh, and they said it would take 132 years. Uh, to complete. And uh, and then shortly after they recalled it, and what I later found out, the attorney general has taken over this. And I'll tell you, my speculation is, is what I have seen over and over is that there is no real consistent approach to how any agency or department really handles responding to the public record now. And um, there's a real concern. Uh, I, I would think there would be a real concern from the attorney general's perspective that all these varying responses from the different agencies could raise a lot of questions that, could, that would ultimately get them sued. Um, and so they, you know, they're going to want to have a uh, consistent uh, uh, response. Yeah. Um, well, so what, uh, where can people find you online or, or do you want people to find you online to kind of follow along with the work that you're doing? Yeah, I think, uh, Twitter is, is definitely where I'm most active. Um, I don't really have a, uh, website going right now. Um, I, I've kind of got a lot of, uh, noodle fires burning all over the place and I haven't really, uh, grouped it all together so uh certainly twitter awesome and that's just at it's at police video i'm surprised yeah. i'm surprised that that was uh <laughs> available <laughs> well yeah because i tried putting in uh police video requests which is my uh, email handle and that was too long yeah and so i tried police video and it worked <laughs> so sure i was real lucky <laughs> well tim i uh appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and all the work you're yeah doing. yeah and yeah, and uh, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, all your volunteer work turns into a full time gig, man. Yeah, well, I think the biggest, the most important thing to me is that uh, uh, it's already uh, changing government uh, pretty significantly, and I think that's what really matters. Um, yeah. So, uh, what uh, what do you do? What do you do when you're not? Uh, what does Tim do for fun when he's not? <laughs> when he's not putting in. Uh, Request for all of the emails from the state of Washington. Well, this is a big challenge for my uh, girlfriend because this is all I think about day in and day out. <laughs> and so what she has uh, done is uh, she has middle uh, cooking projects um, that we'll do uh, occasionally or, uh, about once or twice 
a week. Um, so that's, that's kind of the big uh, main fun thing that I do to get myself away from uh, tackling uh, uh, a pretty <laughs> giant problem. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good, uh, good luck with, good luck with the cooking endeavors and, mm. uh, and everything else. Thanks again, Tim. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 And we're back. We're back. Remember when we used to do that all the time? Yeah. I'm bringing it back. Yeah. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I'm going to no. play the cops. I'm going to play the cops theme in the background for that entire interview, I think. <laughs> Please. <laughs> because don't. following that guy on Twitter is basically like watching an episode of Cops. Like, you can tell whenever he gets a dump of videos that he's requested because there would just be like 40 YouTube links right in a row. So. I have like three pieces of chewed gum okay. on my nightstand. Okay, but yeah. anyways, do you know that I know someone that was on Cops? Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure you do, <laughs> being from Where Spokane. <laughs> well, they weren't in Spokane. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Okay, what Yeah, happened? it was actually super funny, and I wish I could find the video online. <laughs> he um, gets pulled over in SeaTac. Was he wearing a shirt? Yes. Okay, so that should be pretty easy to find because it's <laughs> probably one of like six dudes that are wearing a shirt. Yeah, and they're show cops. I don't think that they've filmed cops in Seattle many times, so then that narrows it down to you. So he gets pulled over and he's obviously stoned out of his mind. And the officer asks him if he, you know, if he has any drugs on him, and of course he has pot. And the doc and the the cop said. Um, you know, you, what is this your uh, marijuana? And he said, I have glaucoma. Well, he's like 23. <laughs> he's like, I have glaucoma. And the cop just cannot. <laughs> and like, he's, he laughs. Yeah. And so they're laughing. And he says a couple other things about um, needing med- medical marijuana for like crazy different ailments that are for old people or sure. something like that. Yeah. And then at the end, they're handcuffing them and, and taking them in for a possession of drugs or whatever. And of course this was years ago. And he asked the cameraman when it's going to air because his whole <laughs> life he's been wanting, he's wanted to be on cops well, and they kept it yeah. in mission accomplished. And when it, when it actually aired, they told him when mm-hmm. his episode was going to air and we watched it as like a premiere <laughs> like and a, had a party. A party. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Some people, uh, we called him crazy Eric. You know, I just saw a study. I just saw a study that came out where they're saying they're talking about how much safer it is to drive high than it is to drive drunk. Oh, I'm sure. Which is you're just super focused. I I get that, but uh, it really scares me that they're putting that out there. Like the the last thing, the last thing that we need is uh, people like needing a reason to drive while under the influence of anything. I think that you're more apt to not go anywhere if you're stoned. Well, hopefully, I feel that hopefully, hopefully they d- the stoners don't become emboldened by this study. <laughs> like we're doing it, Taco <laughs> Bell. Here we go. go. Yeah. Um, but that's another thing is I feel that alcohol makes you feel invincible, and stones makes you hungry. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know about either of those things. <laughs> no. Anyway, so Jeremy is going to now do. Oh, that's his right. Yeah, I have. I have. I have a little, a little segment. Thing. For you guys. T-minus three minutes and counting. Five, four, three, two, one. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Apropos to public data requests, today, today is in February 11th, 2015. Today, NASA announced its plan for a policy ensuring public access to articles and data resulting from the approximately $3 billion it invests annually in basic and applied research. So that's exciting. Yeah. What that means is all of this <laughs> rad science stuff that NASA's figuring it out, like mm-hmm. be with our public money, all of the research data is all going to be public publicly available. As it should be. Yeah. Which that's is great. great. Yeah. And I mean and that stuff gets used for spin-off technologies and that's that's a rad space news for another day. Okay. But uh but yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh my only other thing to talk about was there was another dra- dra- uh, SpaceX launch today. This is the uh, very the very first 
the very first launch that they did that was deep space. So basically farther than low Earth orbit. They put a satellite into a, uh, it's going to be a million miles away. Literally a million miles away? Yeah, literally a million miles away. And this is the first time the SpaceX has ever done it. They were going to try and re uh, land the the first stage part of the rocket to continue testing their reusable rocket mm-hmm. technology, where they have this robotic drone ship that goes way out into the middle of the ocean, and part of the rocket, after it launches, um, comes back down to Earth and actually lands vertically, like a stick coming out of the ground, like vertically lands on this drone ship out in the ocean. And the original launch was scheduled for Sunday, and it got scrubbed, and then it got scheduled for Tuesday, and then it got scrubbed, and then it got rescheduled for today, and the launch went, but they couldn't attempt the landing on the drone ship because out in the ocean, there was like 30-foot waves where this drone ship was, and it was just too chaotic for them to try it. Um, and one of there's like four engines on the drone ship, and one of the four engines stopped working, so it, the platform couldn't hold in a good enough spot. But they did test the landing vertically uh they what's called a soft landing in the ocean where mm-hmm. they and they can still use that data to uh hopefully cool. uh and let's further that technology for uh mike this is private money private money yeah okay. this isn't your tax money yeah <laughs> so that's uh that's all my space news for this time was i under three minutes yes 24 seconds to go so how about that talk about Whatever a dragon want. capsule came back down from the space station, splashed down in the ocean yesterday. That was very exciting. And that, that again... Did it mean to do that or did it yes. just fall to yeah. the sky? Okay. Yeah, it brought back some science experiments and stuff like that. And again, that was private, a, a private company contracted by NASA and other organizations. Well, private contracts and NASA uses yeah. our money. Okay. Well, it's like just... renting a U-Haul. A very, very expensive rocket you haul. <laughs> <laughs> but so SpaceX doesn't use any NASA money at all, right? They're their own private company. Right. Well, they receive funding from NASA. NASA has money set aside for projects like the Commercial Crew Project uh, mm-hmm. to be able to get astronauts up into space. And th- so NASA money has gone towards that. And that's to invest in vehicles to be able to get crew to and from ISS, uh, SpaceX and Boeing both received funding. Who paid uh, for the 3D printer? about that. Did Uh, I pay for it? Do I get to make something with it? Actually, there there was a contest. There was a contest um, held amongst adults and another contest for school age kids school age elementary mm-hmm. i don't have the information in front of me so i'm probably gonna butcher it but uh basically to design something that gets printed on the space station and so there you had the opportunity i think you've missed out on the application Man. process to will they have it, it again maybe. do you know what i would do what would you do the winner was a Man, you know what? I don't want to talk too much. I'll have to come back with more information next time. But I believe the winner from the adults was a was like a wrench of some kind. Okay. The winner from Boring. the kids was some kind of flower pot. Yeah, no, it right. grows. Like it grows, it grows uh, flowers in it. Not flowers, but any kind of. And the kid did a lot better than the adult. And a this fucking is something wrench, you know. <laughs> Sorry, we had to take a medical emergency break. Uh, seizure break. Seizure break. Seizure break. I yeah. had a seizure in the, the middle. The pod dog. Oh, pod I dog mean had pod a seizure. dog did. And if um, my peas are popping, it's because I had to take my pop filter off. Because it got peed on. Got Isn't peed that on. ironic? Yeah. Your pee popper got peed on. Pee popper got peed on. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, the kid did a better job. What would you make? I don't know. For the astronauts. I did see a... Uh, uh, I don't want to know what someone else did. I want to know what you would do. Oh, I don't know. I know. What would you what do? What I would do? A what Shinjo. Would do? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that would come in handy. Let's just say that would be great for the men and the women. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a it's an adult toy. Yes. Yeah. A dildo okay. that costs what? I don't know how much those weigh. Is it a real thing? $10,000. Is it a real thing or just a... $10,000 dildo <laughs> is what that would be. Okay. Okay. So, uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? Yes, I do. Okay. I have a drone strike. Whoa. 
drone strikes, Christy. Go. This week, my drone strike is mobile apps Okay. from websites that try to make you download their mobile site. Do you okay. know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so when you go to the I like to shop on Old Navy, okay? <laughs> I do not want your app on my phone. <laughs> I don't want to be asked about it. I don't mm-hmm. want to be shown mm-hmm. less because I'm not using it. Who the hell... Do they restrict what you... No, but it's like structured weird. Oh. But here's the thing. Who the hell is downloading all these? Oh. Are there actual people Pro- that have people all of these stores? I oftentimes do, yeah. I'll download Or like app. I want to go to a restaurant and look at their online menu and they want me to download an <laughs> app? No. No. I'm not aware that that was a... I've never experienced that with a restaurant personally. Oh, it's it's all the rage, Jeremy. It's <laughs> all the rage. I guess probably big restaurants like... Chain, maybe lots of big chain restaurants. Yeah, happen. when I'm looking up the Applebee's happy hour, yeah, that's all I Gotta want. Get those I, potato skins. I don't want the shame of having that yeah. app on no. my phone. Yeah, you don't want that in the download history. You don't want anybody don't, knowing. About I don't that remember. I it. wish I had. I I wish I could remember which restaurant, but it wasn't a chain one, and I was actually surprised and annoyed. Wow. Yeah, that is annoying. Okay. No mobile you know, apps, guys. Do you know what I might do for just a month? Is download every one. <laughs> yeah. Every one that I get asked, I'm going to do it and just collect them. Okay. So dumb. Yeah. I mean, I could see one like Amazon because you go to that for a lot of things. Yeah. No other reason. There's no other we, store. We should do that for an upcoming episode. That's going to be like one Adam and that Eve. we'll actually need like a, uh, a, a little bit of audience interaction though. But we've been talking about doing like a shame episode. <laughs> Like he, here's all the things that I've done that I'm embarrassed. It's called the chamber. So like, yes, you, we could be like, here are all of the apps like that I've downloaded that I'm embarrassed about. Like, I downloaded the Applebee's app, and I have shame about that. So oh. it could be something that we okay. talk about for the shame. Episode. Anyone that plays Candy Crush should feel shame about that. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. This is getting a little inside, but it's kind of. I have to tell the story anyway. There is. You there's, have to. A, there's a guy named Big Country. That Mike Frizzell from the Takedown podcast mm-hmm. went to prison uh, we've with had friend of the show, Sully. friend of the show, Mike Frizzell, uh, also convicted felon, spent some time in prison. While he was in prison, uh, had a friend there named Big Country. Big Country and me are f- now friends on Facebook. Lucky. Uh, somebody's been getting a little too into the Facebook games. <laughs> like, th- I don't have many people on my list that send me requests to mm-hmm. like friend them in this game so that they can get points or whatever yeah big country is not the one that i would have expected yeah that's <laughs> the uh the big former convicted felon well the funny part is that if he was not big country you'd probably delete him as a friend <laughs> yeah that's true no you don't delete anyone i don't you would you would mute mute maybe yeah. yeah yeah or i think you can shut down those invites and make it so you don't you get know them. i have a mental list that i keep and if someone does something three times they're gone oh wow yeah okay so well, i'm uh, sad because i would love to be friends with big country i'm actually really jealous <laughs> well i'll uh i'll tip you off onto who it is i don't know if it's public or not but i think frizzell told me about it so okay i just love that there's a guy named big country that i know from all of these prison stories and he's the one that i'm getting candy crush yeah, <laughs> invites right? from please like in in restaurant uh Restaurant Incorporated, like, <laughs> send me some napkins, please. <laughs> do you have any <laughs> stools for my... Do Do you remember what the other, Mike's other prison friend's name is that him and Big Country hate each other? I don't know. And it's they fight. <laughs> I feel like every prison <laughs> needs a guy named Slim, probably. Yeah. But. yeah. All right, so did you have any other drone strikes, I do. Christy? So now, yeah. this is a new segment. This is going to be an ongoing uh-huh. drone strike. Okay. And then when something annoys me, I'm mm. going to add on to that. Okay. So the new segment is Drone Strike Facebook People. Okay. Okay. So this week in I Want to Kill All the Facebook People, we have three things. Mm-hmm. Because it seems that because it's a social media network, you know, literally is, everybody seems to get all enraged about the same things uh-huh. all at the same time. That's true. So I guess it could be called like this week in rage. I don't know. I'm still kind of <laughs> okay. trying to figure it out. Sure. But this week in Facebook rage, we mm-hmm. have three things. Okay. Can you guess what they are? No. Try to guess at least one. Uh, Brian Williams. 
Oh, no. Mm-mm. Okay. That's not very rageful, I don't feel. I am annoyed with everybody like crucifying Brian Williams mm-hmm. for misremembering or whatever, which, by yeah. the way, misremembering is actually a thing that actually happens. Like right. it's, it's not that far off that he could literally have misremembered it. So, but when a president misremembers, he <laughs> yeah. gets reelected. Yeah, or okay. as I've seen a few people say, like, "Hey, if we're going to get upset about people lying about the Iraq War, like maybe let's lying focus to get on in to the <laughs> let's Iraq focus war. on the fact that we were there yeah. because of a lie and all that kind of stuff. Lying about how many military people have died. Yeah, or just from, people just yeah. have crucified that man. Anyway, lying okay. about Sorry. PTSD numbers. That's like a, the uh, the number it could go on and on. Sure. But I love Brian Williams, and my dog has a gay crush on him. <laughs> okay. So anyways, here is This Week in Rage on Facebook. Yeah. And I'm raging against the rage. Welcome to Christy's Drone Zone. (laughs) Yeah, This is Drone Zone. I like Drone Zone Facebook edition. I need someone to write that. Okay. Drone Zone. Yeah. Facebook. Or heavily editing this episode because this recording. Well, I don't has want been you to do it. Absolute shit show. Maybe I'll work on that. I don't want you to do it because <laughs> when our fans do it, it sounds so much better. <laughs> Although you did the space one, right? Yeah. So that, that's a good one. That's hurtful. Okay. <laughs> this week in drone zone. Okay. Almost said bone zone. <laughs> we've okay. been we've been teasing. It. Okay. It's been teased. Vaccines. Okay. Being anti-vaccine mm-hmm. and being anti-anti-vaccine. Okay different memes to address your point yeah i there was a whole thread i think it got to 120 comments yeah yeah things were said accusation long yes uh, and i haven't deleted anyone because of it your thing although i might not be speaking to family members because of it (laughs) i'm not really sure yeah you got called out by one of your cousins one of the only people in that entire 120 comment thread that was like pro that Anti- was anti-vax was a nurse yes <laughs> I, and i wouldn't even say she was anti-vax no and she that's was the funny thing like is there was two people, people within the comments that spoke out they were the only ones who kind of did the anti-vaccine but they then reiterated oh but i'm not against vaccines i'm against having not having the choice yeah and then she tried to compare yeah, that to swimming said, pools. And yeah. you said uh, you, you, one of your family members actually jumped in a cousin mm-hmm. and said, uh, Christy, if you if people knew the things that you did. Right. <laughs> you've done way worse done things, way worse things than not vaccinating your children, mm-hmm. apparently. And you asked her what they were and she didn't. She never well, answered. I said, unless it's. Unless it's harming whole communities, <laughs> yeah. then it, your point is moot. Yeah. So you're saying no more, like, just don't have strong feelings about vaccines either way. I just you're don't want to see it. You're just tired of it. You're tired of people talking about vaccines. Yes. I feel like, I feel, I mean, and that thread is a great example. Even the people that were, like, kind of defending the anti-vaccine people mm-hmm. all vaccinated their kids. Right. Like, all, and, and were up to date on their vaccinations. So I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's saying something. And I, I feel like at this point, there's been so much information in the media, so much stuff, so much, so many graphs and whatever of showing like drastic uptake in these preventable diseases like measles, uh, largely thanks to the anti-vax movement. I, I feel like to a certain extent that if if somebody was really, truly outspoken about anti-vaccinations right now, I feel like they would get dogpiled on. Rightfully so. Rightfully yes. so. But there are those people because we're seeing reports of whole neighborhoods in Seattle being at less than 80%. Yeah. Well, but. Which is scary. Hopefully now we're kind of as as a nation, hopefully pushing the conversation and pushing people's minds back to maybe we should get vaccinated. Because I think what we're experiencing right now is. It's going to take a bunch of dead white rich kids to make it. Which is where it's going to happen. Exactly. It's going to happen. I mean, it all is. Bellevue Braden. East Side. Yeah, all the Bradens need to die. <laughs> wow. Okay, that was aggressive. <laughs> that was aggressive. Talking to you, Caden. <laughs> yeah. Whatever your name is. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. Here's my here's an idea. Here here's my my plan. Adam Krola often talks about slipping 
small amounts of birth control into like Mountain Dew mm-hmm. and Sunny oh, Delight yeah. mm-hmm. because anybody that consumes more than like a couple sips of Mountain Dew mm-hmm. probably shouldn't be having kids anyway. So right. not enough if you, you know, have a if you have a can of pop, not enough to make you sterile, but if you have uh, you know, a, a 12 pack in a week, mm-hmm. definitely enough to so, cut Excuse down. me, I'm just going to take a drink of my Mountain Dew here. <laughs> yeah, she actually is, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Here's what we do. We take these vaccinations and we slip them into kale. Just a little bit. Oh. A little bit. Or probiotic or kombucha. Yeah, yeah. Kombucha now (laughs) with smallpox. Or uh, quinoa. If they can find a way to get... (laughs) If they can find a way to get these vaccinations... This is your best idea you've ever had. (laughs) Into quinoa. Into douchey food at Whole Foods. (laughs) Let's just kind of... What's the other thing people are scared of? I mean, someone even brought it up in the thread. Don't be scared of vaccines. Be scared of chemtrails. <laughs> what if we just chemtrail yeah. a, a Whole Foods? Yeah. Like it sprays down like the produce, <laughs> yeah. but it's just vaccines. Yeah. I, I like this idea. Okay. I'm liking it. Um, the major, and this will be the last thing I say on it, the major <laughs> um, turning point in the thread is because I hadn't added anything. I said that if parents choose to not vaccinate their child and then they die of a extinct preventable disease, mm-hmm. they should be held liable and charged with murder. Mm-hmm. And that just set people over the edge. It really did. It really offended people that you said that. Just as if a child finds a gun in the house yeah. and kills themselves, parents should go to jail. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if it's preventable, I just feel like it's irresponsible. And using the, the swimming so, pool analogy, one of my friends weighed in. They yeah. actually had filled their pool in when they bought it because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they found out from their insurance company that if they're not home and a kid jumps over their fence and drowns in their pool, they're liable. Yeah. Somebody actually so, said, somebody said, well, you know what's dangerous? What's more dangerous than, than not vaccinating your kids is swimming pools. And somebody was like, I agree with you. And that's why I filled in my <laughs> swimming pool. <Right. laughs> and that's my friend that actually, when she had her baby, wouldn't allow anyone. You had to show your vaccination wow. proof to come over to until the kid was old enough to be vaccinated herself. And I think that that is responsible parenting. Yeah. Okay, right. next thing that's pissing me off on Facebook this week, uh-huh. Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's coming back because the movie's coming out. Yeah. And whether it's abuse or not abuse is all over Facebook. It is 100% and I don't... abuse. <laughs> Have you read it? No, but I've seen, the cl- I've seen enough of the quotes and excerpts from it that uh, no matter what context it's in, th- that is an abusive relationship, period. Okay. So... It's bad. It's bad. Anyway, so I just did what you're saying you don't want people to do. Well, you just I don't, don't want to hear about 50 I just don't want to hear about it. Yeah. So you're saying you're just, you're just tired of people talking about it, good or bad. Yes. Yeah. It's, okay. I mean, it's been published for years. It's over. We've talked about how great it is. And then the backlash came. Mm-hmm. And now the movie's out. And we're having People talked about how great are, it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. When it first came out. I mean, I read all three books. <laughs> okay. Did you think it was abusive when I you first read through it? I maybe stayed home from work and read one <laughs> the second book did you did you oh i came feel up like with a shark tank idea from that book you did yeah do you remember it yeah okay <laughs> it was a kindle that had a sex toy attached to yes it, correct yeah yes okay <laughs> that is a good idea yeah okay mm-hmm. did you well did you feel like it was abuse when you read it did you feel like it was an abusive relationship i felt that it was weird and some more i just focused on that it was so not realistic yeah that i just was caught up in that and i well, it's, it's I definitely t- not realistic and it's not to say that like bdsm is abusive yeah right but it is th- i th- because it's consensual mm-hmm. healthy like appropriate sexual yeah relationships theirs was consensual but well, i think that for the so a lot of the stuff that i've seen hints to a, a lot of times where there's it's not well, okay, see, that's anyway. why <laughs> people <laughs> people writing blogs about it and that have never read it or just reading clips out of context. I'm not saying that it is. And mm. if I read it again, looking for that stuff, then maybe I would find it. But mostly mm. I was just angry about how unrealistic the money was. <laughs> just 
so okay. funny. Okay. So that, that's I that. want them. I want the no more campaign that they're doing during the NFL. Mm-hmm. I would like to see those actors um, crying. Maybe that's what they were crying about. Fifty taking Shades on, of Grey. Yeah, I would like to see some of those actors take on Fifty Shades of Grey in a PSA. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, all right. So what's uh, what 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 else you got there? Beyonce. Beyonce. Everyone talking about Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. Kanye and Beck. The three of them together. I don't want to see any more memes of <laughs> Beck played 16 instruments and it took one person to write a song mm-hmm. and Beyonce, it took 22 people to write a song and she plays zero instruments. That's true. I commented immediately after he said that on someone's Facebook mm-hmm. about how a quote unquote real artist must be someone who lip syncs and never has written a song in her life. I'm not saying she doesn't have talent. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying that those are the facts and that she lip syncs most of the time. Everybody lip syncs, though. Everybody right. does. I just don't want to <laughs> it to be clogged up Let's on my see. Facebook anymore. So those are the three things that are in the drone zone. The drone zone. Facebook edition. Whoa. Whoa, Nelly. You like that? <laughs> it's aggressive. <laughs> so well, if uh, do you know if, if Beyonce wins a Grammy, do all of her people, like do no. the 16 producers? So that's the, that's the interesting part. Is that if there's a songwriter, and this came out a couple years ago, I believe, um, if she writes a song and changes one word, or if someone else writes a song and she buys it, she changes one word, minimum one word, she gets a songwriting credit on it. And she's so popular and big and has so much money that she can over... And, and make it look like she actually wrote the song. Oh, okay. So these songwriters that are, you know, struggling artists or whatever, they can be completely wiped off and not win the Grammy that's winning money. I mean, they still get money and they mm. probably get a, a crap ton, especially if they're taking their name off it of it. helps their but career, hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Brutal. It is. Okay. Wow. Okay. And Kanye just needs to shut up. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh I don't know. I appreciate him sharing his his opinions. I think he's a creative dude. Oh yeah, outside I mean, the box thinker, obviously. And I don't has a not unique like approach music. to life and I, I, also I appreciate like that about him. But welcome on the show anytime. The, <laughs> the, call me. The I mean the one interesting thing about is that I like he's very original. Which he, is exactly opposite of what he's I pulling for. I've seen it said that many people feel that Kanye specifically more than other outspoken artists is looked down upon or criticized more because, uh, because he's black because people are so upset and offended, uh, because of their like underlying racism, maybe that they don't even realize is there that they're, they're so upset. Like it's a bigger deal because he's black and maybe they don't even realize that. Do you think that there's any, credibility uh, is that, that Kanye that's saying that? No. But you know he has said those things, right? Oh no, oh. I don't know. I he, haven't followed his. It's, it's like close. a it. It was a story. Other than from I followed him on Twitter, and that guy's crazy. Really interesting. Um, interesting. Nice. He pulls um, a geo. Just randomly I think it was a, tweets. Every I think once it in was a about a year ago. He said that he had an idea for an all leather uh, sweatsuit, uh-huh. and because he was <laughs> black. He was dismissed for that idea. Okay. And then the designer years later made it. And it's because of racism that it didn't get made. Or because it's completely unrealistic to have a leather sweatsuit. Well, I don't think that practicality is something that governs many uh, clothing decisions. That's true. Regardless. That's true. I mean, I, I let practicality govern my decisions when I decided to wear only jumpsuits. For for a while, have you talked about that before? <laughs> In junior high, uh, yeah, yeah, we talked about it on the show, I believe. And so here's my thing with Jeremy's life decisions that he's made when he, you know, only wore jumpsuits or what? What are some other clothing decisions you made? Only wear suits. Only wear ponchos. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my thing about suits was everybody in high school like is trying like everybody's like we're trying to be different. We're gonna like put spikes on our clothes and be like different crazy rock pe- rocker people. Mm-hmm. But everybody looked the same. Like everybody was different together. No, they all went and to I was like, if you topic. really want to be countercultural, 
if you really want to stand out of the crowd, like dress nice, put a fucking suit on, mm-hmm. put on a, a tie and walk around. And I had a friend uh, that actually w- like got a couple custom suits made and wore them to school all the time. So these decisions that Jeremy made about wardrobe, I feel that if he wouldn't have been homeschooled, <laughs> they would have been nipped in the butt right away. I also went through a phase where I wore Shakespeare pants. Of course you did. Like those like baggy Sometimes shorts. the, uh, uh, what is it called? The group mentality works for the good. No, though. I think it's good to push the envelope. Let's, let's I tell the story those, about the time when you school. decided you wanted to be a skater. <laughs> no. We've never told that That's story. That's a bad one. Let's hear That's it. That's a bad one. I um, uh, decided to you? become a skateboarder. I don't know. I want to say like maybe sixth or seventh grade. Okay. Probably. Um, And I went to Target and bought a pair of... Where'd you get the skateboard? Really baggy shorts. Um, and then I went to Toys R Us and I bought a skateboard, <laughs> which, uh, uh, commonly referred to as a banana board. Not the, not the type of skateboard that you see professional skateboarders, right. skateboarders riding, but probably the type that you would see like a small, a, a, like three or four year old riding, but I didn't yeah. know any right. better. So I bought the banana Cause board. Cause you and, didn't go to school. And then I, uh, went down to where all the skateboarders hung out. And uh, decided to just observe, like bring my bring my deck down there and do some uh, observing of the skateboarders. Mm-hmm. And um, they pushed me around, like uh, got in a circle around me and pushed me back and forth like a like a pinball. Uh, and then they broke my skateboard in half. And uh, they told me that there was some kind of wax that I needed or something. Um, and then, like, showed it to me real quick and then threw it, like, in the bushes. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, good luck getting it or whatever. And then they all left. And then I left. I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then and then once I thought they were gone, I went back and spent a good hour and a half digging through the bushes trying to find the wax because I wanted to uh, still try and learn how to be a skateboarder. <laughs> That's such a sad story. Yeah. I hate those kids retroactively. Yeah, look at me now, guys. I got a fucking podcast. <laughs> so I hope they're all dead. That. Or have AIDS yeah. or something. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't down. like bullies. Okay. Anyway. Let's try to find some of them. Do you remember their names? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I do not remember them. It's really sad. That would be one heck of a podcast, like a bully beatdown. Did you ever see the show Bully Beatdown? Yes. There was a show on MTV where they had an MMA guy go on there and they would like call in people's bullies and then train them and offer to have them fight MMA guys or whatever. We should do a uh, we should try and do a Bully Beatdown segment. So, hey guys, if you have ever uh, if you have a bully and you would like us to confront them for you on, on the air, <laughs> send us a message. Um Jen told the story about the told me a story about she went to our high school reunion and one of the guys there was the biggest bully. He was so mean to people and just terrorized me probably for four to five years. And he got up my and life. apologized. No, he was really fat and I <laughs> loved it. I loved it. Okay. And people were actually telling him. People were actually saying to him. Um, remember how you were a jerk. Remember how you used to make fun of girls' weights? Oh, wow. You deserve it. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I wish I was there just for that. I would have paid that $100. That's, uh, okay. Well, that says a lot about you, Christy. Does it? It says a lot about you. Um, I like people getting what they uh, deserve. Let's do this. This, this has been... <laughs> This has been this has been what I would call a really rocky recording session. I'm going to be really interested. You to just see don't how this like it because you weren't in control of it. I That's, bet you no. that people love it. I uh, I feel solid about the last. Starting out with the Kate Nash was a great idea. <laughs> I'm glad I thought of it. I I feel solid about the last 20 minutes or so. Okay. Uh, everything leading up to that, a little rocky. Lots of technical issues. You know, the dog had a seizure in the middle of it. There's pee all over the uh, recording area. Uh, 
there's pee on the microphones. There's pee on my phone, and I'm covered in. Usually, it used to be fluids. your pee on the phone. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. Hey, I'm, it's nice for it to be someone else's. Luckily, I just put the waterproof case on. So anyway, uh, let's uh, let's let's wrap this up. Got a lot of editing to do, <laughs> and uh, follow me on Twitter, Kissy Eyes, K I S S I E Y E S. I barely go on there, but there you go. Or try to piss me off on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, post annoying stuff to her wall. Christy, oh do no, don't do that. <laughs> the other articles day- about Beyonce, vaccinations, and uh, something else. Yeah, the the, the other oh, and day- Fifty Shades. Pape <laughs> sent me. Tried to annoy me in one posting. He just did all mm. of the things mm. that I hate. And then it was funny because a couple hours later, someone on my Facebook page, not even that doesn't even listen, took a selfie of themselves at a gas station after and wrote, "Just got my hair did." And I, I sent it to him, and I said, "She's not even trying to piss me off. She just like <laughs> does it naturally." It's fantastic. So everybody, bother Christy on Twitter. Christy, any last words? Never wait for cake. Yeah, and seriously, go. Uh, about Christy. Let your nerd flag fly! Do you think that was a bad episode? A little bit. Let your nerd flag fly! Let your nerd